0: Isn't it good to be in the house of God? No matter what medium you're using to join in, uh, I love it when we come together around the Word. And uh, we kicked off a teaching series last week on slaying giants. And I've already been getting such incredible feedback from people on the the things that's happening, the, the change, the observations, the understanding. Uh, and, the, and the goal of a giant was sort of the sermon that I spoke last week. In fact, if this, if this is your first week, I want to encourage you to jump on a website we've created just for the series called Slaying My Giant. On that website you're going to find some extra stuff the main thing i want i want to really encourage you to be a part of is be a part of a giant gang a gang that's right a circle really but we're just calling it a gang for this series because how many of us know that sometimes when we need to slay a few giants we need to have people around us that'll rally with us and that'll champion us and that'll cheer us on as we face our fears and face our battles and i've been getting uh, messages from people on that website, miracles that you see, miracles that you're believing for. And can I say, we've been praying for that. We're going to be lifting that up in prayers and it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Now, if you're not part of a gang, if you're not part of a circle, I would encourage you to join in today and it'll be available through whatever means, through whatever source you're watching. The main central element of the story, as I spoke about last week, is David and Goliath. And over the next few weeks we'll be, we'll be studying different fragments and elements of the story. It's not gonna be a standard David and Goliath story observation, it's gonna be different things that we're gonna to pull together. But the bottom line of the story is David's a skinny, ruddy kid as the Bible calls him, unexpected, and takes down this, this giant that's three, four times his size. Literally out of nowhere, he wasn't even part of the army, he was literally a shepherd boy and he comes along and, and just out of nowhere says, I'm going to take this guy out. He is speaking not against me or my kingdom, but he's talking against God and God's people and God's people that have a covenant with God. And he literally miraculously, it's one of those. I mean, even in the business world, that word David and Goliath is used because it's sort of like the whole poster child of the underdog against the expected winner. And so it's such an epic story but I want you to know that it's not just a story it's not just David's story but it's our story it's your story and I'm believing the same for you that over over the course of these next few weeks that you're gonna face that Goliath the thing that you've been avoiding the thing that you're so consciously aware of and and for some of you if I can get a bit deep this today is that Goliath is a conversation that Goliath is someone that you need to forgive That Goliath is someone you need to confront. That Goliath may be a confession, but it's that thing that sort of crawls in. Anytime God's about to bless you, that guilt comes in in the form of Goliath and says, you don't deserve this. You can't be having this. Nobody knows what's going on. Nobody knows what's happening. For some of you, it's going to be a conversation that's going to bring healing. But here's the thing. Today, as I shared this message, it's sort of a funny title, but the title of my message is Thank You, Goliath. Thank you, Goliath. Because the truth is, if there was no Goliath, there would have never been a King David. And that is the rule. I mean, literally, my message is, in a nutshell, that is what it is. And I want to talk further about it. But I want you to think about the Goliaths you're facing. And I want you to think about the limitations, the lack that you're facing. And I want you to change your posture most of us are not talking about that lack most of us are probably talking too much about that lack but i just want you to change your posture i want you to change your angle and the angle is i want to thank you my problem i want to thank you my giant I want to thank you my pain. I want to thank you my anxiety. I want to thank you my depression because I'm going to overcome you. I may not overcome you today, but I will overcome you someday. And that Sunday is going to be soon. And I know that once I overcome you, there's something powerful on the other side of that experience. I want to talk about three thoughts on why we need a giant. Here's the first one. The first thing a giant gives us is a cause. In fact, before David slew Goliath, He was a shepherd. We read about it in 1 Samuel 15, 16, 17. He was a shepherd boy, which meant he had to wake up in the morning, he had to take care of the sheep. He was entrusted at a really young age with the sheep. In other words, he had to have routine. He had to have discipline. He had to have some sort of a format on where he needed to take the sheep, where he needed to herd them. And the Bible goes on to say that in in that whole experience of responsibility, he's encountered lions that came to attack the sheep. He's encountered bears that's come to pounce on the sheep. And on many occasions, he's actually rescued the sheep literally from the jaws of death. Here's what I'm trying to get to. The reason why David was chosen for this assignment was because he had a cause. He had a cause that said that I want to live for something that's bigger than me. I want to live for, for something that's beyond me. The discipline of work prepared him for Goliath. There's, we might be surprised at who God chooses to to solve a problem, who God chooses to start a business, who God chooses to do something, any problems, but most times it's gotta do with people that have given themselves to a cause. And I wanna encourage you to be a person that's led not by your feelings, but to be a person that's led by a cause. A cause causes you to commit at a perplexing pace. When I think about our own church, uh, when I think about what I need to lead, and I I don't say this with pride because I know myself. I know that that I can be lazy. I know I can be uh, not as disciplined, but the church leading, the burden of leading this church, the burden of leading our team causes me to pray causes me to fast when we when we uh, when we need another building i need to fast another day and 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 as crazy as it sounds there's there's an element of discipline there's an element of anticipation and if i can be honest there's an element of excitement i reckon i don't know about you but i reckon i'd be quite bored if i did not have a problem to solve and i want you to embrace the problems around you you know what it's better to be busy solving a problem than it's to be bored being a problem and so I want, to, I want you to embrace what is around you. It might be a problem within, it might be a problem outside. But thank you, Goliath, because Goliath, you have given us a cause. For some of us, your Goliath may be a debt. And I have met a lot of people who think their debt will go away by not talking about it. Have you met those people? It's not like, you know, you talk about everything and then someone comes along and what are you going to do about that? That $30,000 or that $50,000 and oh, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. And somehow there are some of us that believe that if we don't talk about uncle debt long enough, he will grow old and die. But can I say the thing about your debt is your debt just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And for some of us facing the debt of Goliath, facing that giant debt may be as simple as you may need to actually find out how bad it is. It may not be. I, I, I want to bring a message of hope. It may not be as bad as you think. See, sometimes just because we are overwhelmed, we allow the feeling of being overwhelmed to dictate how bad it is. And sometimes you just need to hear that number and sometimes you need to talk to somebody. I've had people share with me certain figures and I go, hey, that's not too bad. And just them them being able to externalize that and me saying that, they go, wow, it's not too bad. I was like, yeah, you can do it. You can do it in six months. You can do it in eight months. We can do this in 12 months. You may, you may need to find out what the interest rates are. You may need to talk to someone in the bank, answer the phone. I know it's no caller ID, but you know it's a bank calling. Answer the phone and maybe just be a bit proactive and I, know, I know this can be very overwhelming because I've been in your position in, in many years ago in my own life. Where it was sort of like, I don't want to pay that or I don't want to face that. But can I just say, the moment I begin to face my Goliath, it literally gave me a cause. For some of you, it may be a business idea. Oh, I want to start this business, but I've got to register. I've got to get an ABN. I've got to do that. Can I just say, face the cause. Face the cause. In fact, First Samuel 17 we read about David who is running towards Goliath. And there's this funny moment between his brothers because his brothers were actually in the the army. They were the guys who were being paid the people's tax to take care of Goliath. David wasn't the guy who was being paid. David was a shepherd boy. But yet there's this epic moment where his brothers go up to him and says, why are you talking about this giant? Who are you to talk about this giant? And they start literally irritating him. 1 Samuel 17, 27, 28, his brothers say, you are up to no good. This giant is bigger than you. This giant is bigger than me. This giant is bigger than us. This is not a little person's problem. This is our problem. And I love David's response in 29. And David said, what have I done? Is there not a cause? That was his response to Goliath. He, he was literally saying, God's not anointing me because I'm cool. God's not anointing you because you're cool. God's not anointing us because we're cool. God's anointing this situation because there is a cause. Find a cause. David's brother was running from the cause, yet David was running to the cause. Let's be people that run to the cause. The second thing. The second thing Goliath does is Goliath brings unity unity what do we remember now now giants disunite people but also goliath is a way of uniting people before this particular story the tribes of israel were a bit scattered the tribes were like oh i'll farm here you fish there i don't want to talk to you i'll only talk to you on tuesdays because you're from that tribe you know there was a lot of clicky you know, sort of situations happening, a bit of gossip happening, a bit of backbiting happening, a bit of slander happening. We all know that. We're in a home. It's sort of like you're all being naughty and all being a bit rowdy. And then boom, something happens and the family has to rally together. The family has to come together. And when I think about uh, this moment, the moment they had a common enemy, all of a sudden they found vision. All of a sudden, it says all of Israel was gathered. Now, they were not gathered because they were excited, they were gathered because they were fearful, but praise God they gathered. Praise God they came together. Praise God they prayed, maybe in fear, but even still God answered. When I think about what we are navigating, even through this pandemic, COVID-19, I mean, this is not just a national problem, this is a global problem. And I can talk to people, any part of the world, anywhere any continent and it's almost like we feel each other we feel the pain it's almost like we're all giving each other a global hug socially distant of course now I want to define that word socially distant I'm not for social distancing now if I can say that I might get in trouble so make sure you hear the entirety of this video I'm not for social distancing I'm for physical distancing I think we can still be socially connected even though we're physically distant, that's why you got to be in a circle. That's why you got to be in a gang. That's why you got to try and do whatever you can to be in one of our services. But let's not just be socially, let's, not be phys- let's be physically distant, but let's be socially connected. And when I think about this pandemic, it's brought us closer. But even when I think about the church, when I think about us, when I think about you, when I think about me, I think in, in many ways we've sort of pulled back, haven't we? We're trying to look at all these restrictions and it's like there's all these codes and these conducts and all this sort of stuff and I understand it, but I think we need something. We need a cause to rally around. We need something that will unite us and that is why it's so important what we're doing on a Wednesday night. For those of you who don't know, we have a prayer meeting uh, and I know for some of our other locations, we'll be having that happening in a Zoom setting, but here in Brisbane, we've got a prayer meeting happening and can I say it is rowdy it is wild, it is crazy, it is my most favorite time of the day. And can I say, I am excited about our future. I'm excited about your future, not because of my preaching and not because of just our worship. I'm excited about our future because of the way we're praying. Because when the, when the church comes together, united in one accord, and when we pray, mountains begin to move and giants begin to get slain in Jesus' name. Number three. The third thing a giant does. Thank you, Goliath, we're talking about. The third thing a giant does is it makes us an overcomer. 1 John chapter 2, verse 13, John says, I'm writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. Now we've got songs that say Overcomer, we've got tats that say Overcomer, we've got t-shirts that say Overcomer. The other day I saw someone with a nose ring that said inscribed Overcomer on the inside. Don't know what it was doing on the inside, but here's the thing, we've got all these different titles and logos of Overcomers, right? Here's my question. What have you overcome recently? See, we call ourselves Overcomer, yet we're choosing to not overcome anything. The Bible the Bible's almost prophesying that you haven't overcome anything, I haven't overcome anything, but he's calling us overcomer, which means he's put in us the spirit of an overcomer. What have we overcome? Giants have this amazing ability to keep us focused on our assignment. See, if there was no flood, there would be no Noah. If there was no recession, there would be no Joseph. If there was no slavery, there would be no Moses. If there was no battles, there would be no Joshua. If there was no Goliaths, there would be no David. And if there were no giants, there would not be you. And you're like, I'm not here. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about the overcoming version of you. I'm talking about the anointed child of God version of you. I'm talking about the warrior version of you. I'm talking about the princess version of you. I'm talking about the son of God, the Christ-like, version of you even as i'm saying this i can feel resistance because you're like i'm not that good and friend the truth is you're not good and i'm not good but we are more than conquerors because god lives with us in fact the bible says greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world that he is my emotions that he is my anxiety that he is my thought that he is the giant that i'm facing greater is what god has put inside of me in fact whenever i meet someone that's gone through a tough thing. Maybe it's cancer, maybe it's a financial thing, maybe it's a crazy lawsuit, maybe it's falsely accusation, whatever it is, and people are like, oh, I'm just so relieved it's over. And I look at them, it's almost like I'm checking them out. They're like, what are you looking at? I'm looking at the muscles, what muscles? I'm just looking at the fake muscles that you've grown going through that Court situation. I'm looking at the faith muscles that you've grown battling cancer. I'm looking at the faith muscles that you've grown because you you have not just overcome, but you are an overcomer. See, you might have gone through the fire, you might have gone through the trial, but what remains on you is faith muscles that's going to carry you into the next battle and the next battle and the next battle. I think the problem with us is not the fact that we know that there isn't giants or it's not the existence of if giants are real or if they're not real. I think the problem is we see giants or Goliaths as lids but I see Goliath as our lifeline. I see Goliath as the next bridge that's required for the assignment, for the project, for the process, for the destiny, for the plan ahead of us and And and, and that health that you're battling, because for example, if you are going through stuff, if you're going through a a financial thing, if you're going through a health difficulty, the battle that you're facing is not just for you. You're going to be, in fact, a lot of times when I meet people that have got great success in health, most time their stories is I was horrible with health. When I meet financial advisors, most times I was was in $200,000 of debt. That's usually the story. It's always that they were in a bad place. They were in this pit, they were broken. Uh, Some of the most happiest people I've met are most times the most broken people in their childhood. And it's because they face that battle. And I want you to understand that the Goliath you're facing is not just a Goliath that you're going to conquer someday, but it's also a Goliath that you're going to conquer for the generation around you. And your life is going to be a message. God's going to use your life to touch the lives around you. And I want you to look at your Goliath differently today. I want you to know that thing that crazy you know that crazy thing that you know it's impossible to face you know it's impossible to defeat i'm speaking to you right now you're gonna you're gonna beat that you're gonna fight that you're gonna overcome that and i want you to know that you will come through father i thank you for the giants in my life i don't worship the giants i don't call them bigger than they are I don't spend my time thinking about them and dreaming about them but I thank you for their presence because your word says even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil I will fear no Goliath I will fear no giant that come before me because your rod and your staff they comfort me and your goodness and your mercy they will follow me God as long as I'm taking the next step even in the valley of dry bones is I'm taking the next step even in the valley of cancer as I'm taking the next step even through the valley of relational turmoil even as I'm taking the next step one step upon another one step upon another even as I'm taking that next step God your goodness and your mercy is following me is following your people is following us as a church and we give you all the glory in your name we pray amen